Hey, what is happening, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Respectfully Selfish Podcast. I am your host, Ben Myers, and we made it to episode 15. So if you've been able to join me on all 15 episodes, I thank you so much because they say most podcasts usually die after episode 7 because people either run out of gas, people run out of ideas or anything like that. But I just thank you all so much for helping me. Um, and also helping yourselves. I, I I continue to have people reach out to me with their personal, um, pro- whether it be problems or just some issues or just some you know perspective that they're looking for. So thank you for always including me in you know that personal personal growth journey. So once again, thank you so much. Uh, what we're gonna do here is just kind of recap a little bit of last week's episode, which was called Ego or Lego My Ego, because like I said in my Instagram live, I'm a big fan of waffles. So um, the big thing I took away from it, honestly, if you haven't listened to it, I would recommend going back and listening to it. Um, I took away being vulnerable is a key component to learning and growing, and that's directly impacted by your ego because all of us want to look smart all the time want to be the best athlete the best worker the best whatever you whatever you want to be the best at that's what it is so your ego can often get in the way of being vulnerable and learning new things because you feel like you're already entitled to know all of it so that's something i took away from it so if you go back and listen to it let me know what you took away from it as well a little recap of my week um, I actually had a really cool week. I hope every ha- everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope you got to spend time with loved ones, family members, friends, uh, people you haven't seen at the gym in a while, anybody you, that you look forward to seeing to. I hope you were able to kind of express how thankful you are for, to have them in your life. And Because uh, I know I was able to fortunately get the chance living down in Florida. I actually had family members fly down to the Gulf Coast, and I was actually able to make the trek over there and see a couple of family members and you know, kind of get that fix for Thanksgiving. Uh, everyone wants to see their family members and loved ones. So in addition to calling my mom and dad and my grandmother and all them to wish them a happy Thanksgiving, I actually got to drive a few hours over across the coast and spend quality time with some cousins and uncles. So it was an awesome time and I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. So let's see here, open up my phone. What are we talking about today? Um, well, before we get started here, if, if this, podcast has helped you or you know a friend or a loved one anyway um just do me a favor and share it on your social media um and just give a quick sentence of you know kind of what you took away from it just kind of like i did on what i took away from ego uh it just is a huge help for me and also you never know who you're helping on the other side of it too um the mission has always remained the same of i want to help as many people as i possibly can but i can't do that without the help of other people helping others as well so if I was able to help you, uh, please let me know and kind of share my podcast on your social media or just tell a friend um, and let them know how it helped you out. All right. Moving on here. So like I mentioned before, this is episode 15. And what I want to talk about is solutions, not complaints. So what I actually did here is I made a post maybe a week ago about something a former associate director or my supervisor told me one time and he told me exhaust all of your resources before you ever think about reaching out or calling me and I know a lot of people said like wow that's one way to manage and stuff like that what I failed to let people know was I was working overnight in third shift and he was a first shift supervisor and he would have been more than willing to answer the phone call but that there was just an important lesson that he wanted to teach us in there it was he has watched people over and over again just call for meaningless stuff and not have the power to make decisions themselves. And what he was actually doing is 
he was playing a direct role in the hiring process. So he hired people to make these decisions without him having to micromanage everybody. So that's what I learned from him was before I ever want to wake somebody up at four thirty or four o'clock in the morning, I better have exhausted all of my resources to come to a conclusion or come to the solution that I think is best. And the big thing he always taught me was how to be resourceful like how many resources we actually have uh if it's not direct resources what are creative solutions to you know at least get you to that next step um he always said just make the best decisions you can and from the information you've gathered at that point he said then you can email you can text me or even leave me a voicemail because that way he can go to bat for us the next day just to keep him in the loop and to let him know, be like, Hey, why did so-and-so do this? He'd be like, well, my team walked through this step, did this, did this, did this. And that's why they came to this. And I support them. And if it's not the right decision, I'm going to help them out and change that. So, like I said, it was the best advice I've honestly ever had. It taught me so much. Um, because honestly, it's how I kind of adapt it to my life. Uh, instead of complaining, I start listing possible solutions or what my possible resources are to get the solutions I'm looking for. Or a lot of times, maybe there's not a direct solution. Maybe there's alternatives to the problem that will lead you to that ultimate goal of reaching whatever solution it is that you're looking for. But one thing I need to let you guys know is there are so many resources at our disposal. I mentioned Gary V a lot in my podcast just because obviously he's all over the internet and I have no other choice but to really see him. But he has a great kind of, whether it be theory or just thought, and he's like, I, I can learn anything I want on on my phone. The internet will tell me anything I need to know. So when it comes to like school and stuff like that, don't tell me to memorize things. I can literally find the answer in less than a second on my phone. And that just lets you know how many resources we have between Google, just the internet in general, friends, family, previous experiences, books, manuals, coworkers. If you haven't utilized those things before, you know, you set out and complain or you're looking for somebody else to solve your problem for, for you. That's where I think a lot of people do get frustrated with one another is like, what did you actually do to put in the work for this solution? Um, there's no quick fix. Um, I know in this world of technology and, you know, different occupations and stuff like that, we want the quickest fix, but it's never going to be a long-term solution if we don't figure them out for ourselves and learn how to problem solve or troubleshoot ourselves. Because uh, when it comes down to it, it's it's the problems that we're going through on a day-to-day -day basis. If we never learn how to solve them, we're never going to come out the other end learning anything. And never be scared to ask for help. And I know in this situation I said he's said exhaust your resources before you go to him just because that was the chain of command at the time. But that's the thing. Don't be scared to go ask you know your coworkers for help or the internet for help or your mom or your dad or your friends for help. Our mom and dads have... or loved ones and older family members have seen some shit. Like they've gone through 90% of what we are going through, maybe in a different capacity, but they've seen very similar things and they can add perspective to it. Now, whether you take their advice word for word, that's for you to kind of decipher and depict what information you want to use, but don't be scared to ask for help because the solution oftentimes is, you know, layered in that advice that they're going to give you. And so moving to the, my next point here is what I'm thinking 
is kind of a big problem for all of us and not just me, but I know a lot of people in my life, making a decision can be tough. Making, whether it just be, you know, going out to eat or uh, where you want to move next or the next business adventure you want to go on, making a decision is tough. But one thing I have learned with this advice from a former supervisor of mine that exhausts your resources before you kind of go to somebody else is it's, you know, premeditate, think a little bit about what you want to do. And when it gets to that point, make a decision and go with it. Most of the time, the problem is just indecisiveness or just the fear of making the wrong choice. I'm going to break the bad news to you now. We're all going to make bad choices, wrong choices, but there's never really a wrong choice because it leads you to a different choice or a different uh, solution or a different thing you might not have thought of in the past. As long as you're constantly learning from the things you're doing and you're self-aware about the choices you've made in the past, things are going to start changing as you get older. You can't expect everything to be perfect out of the gate. All these bumps and bruises. Uh, I think the movie Guardian has a great quote that it's like, I, I got bruises because I've lived well. I my my bones hurt because I've walked up these stairs. So all these things are earned. So it's kind of one of those, you got to pay your dues. You got to make the decisions. And as the, the intelligent and the smart people and the, you know, the successful people are going to move forward with those wrong decisions and make them right in the future. So learn from yourself, learn from the things you've already done. And this piece of advice taught me that a strong enough person is willing to make a choice and move forward. It's not oftentimes you find people that are willing just to say, no, let's do it. Screw it. Whatever. We got this. Because one thing I've noticed, no matter what decision you make, you're going to have to make adjustments along the way, no matter what you chose to do. So in a, a lighter version of going to eat something like, okay, well, this is what I chose to do. This, I guess I'll get this as a side and we'll make adjustments as we go. But when it comes to life, you're going to make adjustments, whether it be a big move. So for instance, I moved down to Florida and that was a big choice. That was a big decision to make in my life and chose to make a decision to start a couple of businesses, to get involved with best friends and uh, move in with a girlfriend. And these are all things that stemmed from as an adjustment just to make a move and to better my situation down here. And there, as we keep talking about, there's bumps and bruises. There's going to be times of being unsure of, especially with my businesses. Those were the big ones. Uh, am I making the right choice? And as you make those adjustments, things start falling into place naturally because it's you. I, I talk about you as a personal style. No one's going to do the exact same things that you are in the exact same ways. So you have to become confident that you're doing you and you're surrounding yourself with the people that love you and like you for who you are, because you're going to make those decisions. You're going to make those adjustments and you're going to continue to live on your standards and you're going to continue to learn from yourself. So we talk about, it's always important who you surround yourself with, because as it ties in with ego, you're worried about what you look like in the eyes of other people. Well, if you're trying to make these decisions and utilize resources, well, the people you surround yourself are usually the best resources you possibly can have because they're moving in a similar direction or their your goals are 
important to them and their goals are important to you. So if you have a bunch of people around you that aren't useful resources and, you know, lined up with you, it doesn't mean, you know, you have to cut them out of your life, but be very aware of the resources you're surrounding yourself with because it's going to make just making a decision much easier. Another big thing is communication is key, especially if other people are involved in this decision. Uh, I know that's kind of, that was kind of a tough thing for me to overcome because I always felt like I was kind of going rogue. I was always on my own doing my own thing and I love it. I loved it. And, um, you know, now living with somebody and owning a business with somebody, it's becoming a bit of a transition to understand that everything's not my way or the highway or whatever. Um, there is communication that has to take place. And I'll tell you what, if you surround yourself with the right people, that communication isn't work. It's very easy. Uh, I could just be very fortunate that I've, you know, learned this earlier in my life about kind of trimming the fat of who you keep in your life. And it has kind of been a huge payoff for me because, you know, starting two businesses and moving in with a girlfriend all, all in a six month period can be very daunting, like a very daunting task for people. But, you know, choosing the right people, having the right people in my life has made this so much easier because, like I said, those resources are supportive. They help me find the right direction I want to go. They talk to me about the things I might not be so sure of. It, it all ties in just to communicate with those people because if they're involved in these next steps or, you know, any steps in general, they have to be in the loop because that will ensure, you know, not only an open communication from your end, but also from them. So we all know when it comes to whether it be dating or just anything in general, communication is usually the toughest, but if you make it a priority, I promise you, these people will become resources that will get you to these uh, solutions so much quicker in your life. And lastly, and most importantly on this kind of talking point is you're never going to please anyone or not anyone. You're never going to please everyone. And that is a lesson that is just learned over time. And in the beginning, I know it was, I could say it over and over again, but I would still try. I would still try to please everyone and anyone that came into my life. I wanted them to think I was the most fun. I wanted them to think I was the coolest, that I was the most well, fashionable, whatever it might have been. Um, and as I've kind of you know grow, started to grow out of that a little bit, I realized that I... I don't aim to please everyone because I've become very, you know, self-assured of myself and who I am. And I attract people that, um, I want to have around me. So instead of going out of my way just to please people, I kind of go out of my way to be the most authentic self I possibly can because I love watching the people that gravitate towards the real me and not the fake me. Uh, it's, it's liberating. I, one, I'm, I hate feeling obligated to text and call and do all that with people. So when you refine that circle, whereas we're so elegantly putting them in this, in this episode resources, um, you just start to realize that you're lining up with people that like you for who you are. And it's kind of funny. I didn't expect this episode to go in this direction, but I, I do. I feel very passionate about that. Uh, if you've listened to any of the episodes, you realize that my big common theme is be authentically yourself and be very, very aware of who you surround yourself with. 
Um, and it just ties right into this as far as the resources. You're not going to be able to please everyone. And, you know, the people that are in your inner circle are going to understand that more so than the people you kind of keep stringing along or something like that. So my question to myself as I was writing this episode was how, how can I adapt this advice to the respectfully selfish mindset? And it actually kind of lined up more perfectly than I thought it would because uh, I realized that we all go through a funk, right? We all go through similar emotions, whether it be, you know, loss of loved ones or we've gone through ugly breakups or, you know, just those everyday struggles of where am I going? What am I doing? How am I going to get there? Is this the job I want? All those kind of things. We all go through that. So how I adapt this to my mindset without even, you know, before writing it down was I had to realize what my resources actually are from a personal level. And have I utilized them to gain momentum towards my hopeful solution? So for me, that was, did I try yoga? Because obviously, like, if, you know, that's your thing, or even if it's not, have you kind of explored the idea that that's a mental clarity exercise? Have you gone to therapy? Have you tried counseling, meditation, exercise, uh, as we've talked about refining your circle? And the next two actually are going to be episode topics, I think, because they're huge. Have you tried practicing forgiveness and have you tried practicing gratitude? Forgiveness for me was huge. Um, I carried a lot of weight from whether it be past friendships, past relationships, and they weighed on me on a daily basis. And I realized that saying you forgive someone's much different than feeling that you forgive somebody. But the one thing that respectfully selfish being respectfully selfish has taught me is this is about me. This isn't about forgiving somebody for them. I have forgiven multiple people and and they're no longer in my life and that's how I prefer it. But the forgiveness is for my mental clarity is for me to be like that chapter's gone. These are the lessons I've learned Um, And then the practicing gratitude part just falls right into place with it. I'm so happy that I did forgive them because now I'm moving forward. I'm projecting myself into a direction that I never thought I would be able to go if I was still in that relationship or these people were still in my life. So try practicing those things and I'll repeat them for you. Mine were yoga, therapy, counseling, meditation, exercise, refining my circle, forgiveness, and gratitude. I highly recommend, if any of you are P90X fans, that is something, uh, Tony, not Tony Horton, maybe, he always says, I highly recommend it, but I really do, all of those things. Um, Another thing, this is kind of, this kind of comes across a little strong, but I truly, are you, I truly believe in this. Are you actually looking for a solution, or are you just complaining and wanting sympathy? Are you actually looking for a solution or are you just looking to complain and you want somebody to sympathize or empathize with you? I'm going to give you a second to think about that because I'm going to let you know that it is okay to complain. It is okay to, you know, have a real shit day and, you know, you just get into in those feelings of, I don't know what I'm doing, where I'm going, what is next. Uh, that's Okay. That's the part of asking for help. But what you have to do is you have to identify your intentions with the complaining. So I always say, I need a day or two to sometimes 
I don't know, process those emotions. And I don't like to complain so much. The only thing I really complain about is my failing body at the age of the ripe age of 32. But other than that, when it comes to other stuff, I know there's a path I can take. So I do, I give myself a couple days to talk about it or in this case, complain about it or whatever. And I realize my intentions are, I want a solution. So I'm going to get that direction, but just to pointlessly complain to people, I, I don't like making people feel that that is my intention is because I, I mentioned in previous episodes, I'll let people complain for a couple of days and stuff like that. But if they don't make progress moving forward, I'm going to be very blunt with them and say, well, you haven't done any of this. Now you're just complaining. And as much as I love being in an ear for a lending an ear for people or, you know, offering my perspective and it's totally okay if people don't, don't take my perspective or advice or anything like that. Like I mentioned is I'm not a therapist. I'm not a licensed counselor. Uh, it's, you're not paying me to do that is just realize if you are complaining, it's just delaying your solution from arriving at your door. Uh, what else do we have here? I am scrolling through looking, making pretty good time here, actually. Um, oh, this is the, other, this is the other part. Knowing when you reach the point that you have exhausted all of your resources and what to do from there. That's a big one because sometimes you feel like you're just scratching at a wall and you're not getting anywhere. You're not making any progress. Understand when it is okay to make that call to that supervisor at three o'clock in the morning or that therapist or that counselor understand that there is, if you want to call it a breaking point or just a point of, you know, helplessness where it's okay not to know the answers to things. It's okay not to have the solution yourself. Your ego is going to get in the way and it's going to try to tell you, I need to find the solution because no one else has a better solution than I do. It's just not true guys. And I mean, that's coming from somebody who is offering solutions in a mindset of people. Mine's not always going to be the best. And what people have taught me or told me hasn't always been the best, but I've been able to adapt it to who I am and what I do. And I find what works for me. And that's what I'm encouraging you guys to do is find what makes you tick. What makes you, you know, use these resources. What, what's your, I should make this even an episode. What are you about? What, what is your breaking point? Because that is huge to realize when you hit that point of I'm not okay and it's okay to talk about it. I'm always saying I am here to talk about it, but understand that when you reach that point that you've exhausted all of those resources, what is your backup plan? What is your recovery plan? I should say mine has always been, um, I will resort to yoga exercise meditation and kind of like playing guitar and basketball and all that kind of stuff. But I've always told myself that if I get to a point that I was at a few years ago, um, without doing all the things that I've kind of taught myself to do, I'm absolutely going to see a therapist or a counselor because they will help. And when it comes to that, it's all about finding the right therapist and the right counselor. So I always encourage you guys to do that. If you know a change in mindset or a change in eating habits or a change in your exercise habits or just, you know, just changes in general aren't something that are helping you over a course of time. I always recommend going to see a therapist or a counselor. I gave myself six months of being very black and white, very strict with myself. 
And I was able to luckily, you know, move forward and get myself out of that headspace. But my timeline isn't like everybody else's. So what could take you guys, you know, a couple days or, you know, a couple years, that was just my one instance. I've definitely gone through ups and downs since. But um, with that being said, a quick, I already said how it adapts to respectfully selfish, but a quick story about, you know, that specific time I've told you guys before I worked in for a biopharmaceutical company and I have a degree in psychology, not even the behavioral of science is behavioral of arts. So all that kind of stuff. I was working third shift and it was all of this. I could tell you reseeding the working seed, splitting cells. And I was a 25 year old kid managing a bunch of biotechnicians that have been in the union for years. And we came across this thing. We needed a piece of equipment to go in through one airlock but it if it went in through that airlock it wouldn't be able to ever go back through it again but we need to get cell counts trust me as i'm saying it one i am very surprised i remember any of this terminology and two as bored as you are with it i couldn't tell you how confused and almost bored i was that i had to find, find a solution but what me and what i did was i reached out to my fellow supervisors that were in there as well we came up with a plan. I consulted our biotechnicians who obviously are best suited to make these type of recommendations because they are in and out, in and out of these airlocks and these labs all day long. And we came to a solution where we put in a particle counter that wasn't ever going to be able to go back into the other side. And that's an expensive piece of equipment, but it was really making a decision. Did we want to lose $3 million of product or did we want to lose a, uh, I don't know how much the particle counter cost, but it was not $3 million. So that's what we did. And we recapped in the morning with the supervisor who lent me the information about utilizing your resources. And he goes, I wouldn't have done that. That's not something I did, but he goes, I will absolutely go to bat for you when I have to bring this to the director. And it was, you know, liberating to see he and he trusted us in making that decision uh we made the decision it wasn't the right one we got the job done we got the particles counted and all that kind of stuff but that's how it works and you guys might not be fortunate enough to have you know a boss that trusts you with making and will ha the, making those decisions will have your back but that's my story that's how getting selfish with ben happened so Guys, we're coming up here on 26 minutes. These episodes keep getting longer. Maybe it's because I'm getting more comfortable behind the microphone, or maybe it's I just enjoy talking in front of my stage here. So, guys, thank you so much for stopping by. I always enjoy our chats. And as always, please reach into my DMs and, you know, shoot me a message with what you're going through. If, excuse me, if there's anything I can help out with or anything like that. So, guys, once again, thanks for stopping by. I love you all, and I will talk to you soon. All right, take care. Bye.